Here we go. Turin Giants podcast number 153. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm Farhad, the host that loves you most. And I'm joined by my powerful and handsome co-hosts, Giovanni and Samuel. How you doing, buddy? And buddy? What up, what up? Uh, we've been absent for a couple of weeks and it shows, um, you know, and the messages are pouring in by the thousands. Where where have we been? Let's talk about Juve. But, you know, unfortunately... We need to endure the international break and um, not talk about Juve and kind of focus on our lives. Um, but Juve is back, thankfully. Today was the game against Dinamo, re- the return of the Champions League. Kind of a strange time to, to start it, I think, right? I, I don't even know. I, it, is it June now? I, I, don't, I don't know anything about timelines or anything. But I, think it's, I think it's still going to end in June. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, or in, in, in late May. It's, uh, gotcha. It's just weird because last season ended like six weeks ago. <laughs> That's the weird part. I know. I know. Yeah, we barely got a break. Uh, before I move on, let's take care of some business. Uh, first, on top of the show, I'd like to point you guys towards uh, Sam's awesome podcast, The Calcio Podcast. I've learned to say that from him because he Thank pronounced you very it. Thank The Calcio Podcast. The I think they one just- and only. Yeah, we, we just hit 100 episodes. So at Calcio oh, Podcast nice. on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks uh, thanks for the plug. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. No, for sure. You're, um, we're, um, we're, we're happy to promote. We will talk about, the obviously, uh, Pirlo's first game in charge in the Champions League, which was a victory, which is huge. Um, not that that man needs extra... Um, Forgot the word. But anyways, uh, seeing Pirlo at the sidelines with the with Champions League insignia in the background is pretty, pretty goddamn awesome. Uh, Giovanni has questions that he receives from his loyal fans. Giovanni worked up quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of fan base, especially with Not the Quite ladies. a bit of a fan base. But, yes, he does. But, but he, he, he won't allow to post. Not but sure. Uh, he won't allow to post this photo, which I, I, can't, I can't blame him. Uh, we're all trying to... Um, he's, a handsome, he's, a, he's a handsome and powerful co-host. Isn't oh, that right? he's, he's, he's a handsome chocolate mocha man right there. I'm looking at the, my screen. <laughs> did, you, did, uh, you mean to say, did you mean to say uh, Pirlo doesn't need his feathers fluffed? No, uh, no, no. He do- oh, confidence. He doesn't need any more confidence, but winning your first, league, winning your first game as a... As cool as a cucumber, man. Oh, my God. My, I, mean, I was watching, I was watching with, a, with, a, with a Ukrainian buddy, which while I will bring up, and he's, he's a good friend, and he's a, actually a big UF fan as well. Uh, but he had to he had to go for the for the homeland. Uh, yeah, we watched together. He's like, God, and he has long hair too, kind of like shoulder length. He's like, God, what what does this guy do with his hair that that, that he gets that shine? So uh, yeah, it was a it was a fi- fine watch with my Ukrainian brother. Um, so we'll talk about that and let's take care of some business. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Casts. That's th- those are the podcast platforms you can listen to us. Um, at Juve Podcast is still the main uh, Twitter page. You can follow at Geo Turin Giants, at Culture Podcast, and Instagram is at Turin Giants. Uh, before we start the show, I'd just like to um, shout out to, my, to the motherland. You know, Azerbaijan is unfortunately is in a state of war right now. And, you know, my heart is with my people. And I stay strong and um, things will look up soon. Ah, all right. Well, let's get to Juve. I am sitting on a page that shows me all the different things and different stats about the game. Uh, there was yellow cards. There was um, 
A lot of interesting stuff going on, guys. Uh, what would you like to start with? Is there anything in the in the formation yeah, that you guys we'll would start, like to mention? Chrono- we'll start chronologically by you know the, the we had two we had two games. One went like shit, where we lost two points, and another one came today and we won. So we'll just go chronologically because there's we got to talk about Crotone, and we don't really need to get into the stats, you know. But yeah. um, I mean, we dropped we dropped two points against the last team in the in the in the league. Um, there are some whatever extenuating circumstances. It's the second game in a row with a red card and a stupid penalty uh, given away. So from that point on, you know, maybe you can you can use that as again some extenuating circumstances. But, I mean, I think we still see the same problems that Juventus had against Roma. Uh, you know, a little shaky on defense and a little choppy in, in, in building up play. I, I mean, everybody was calling for Arthur and Bentancur. You put Arthur and Bentancur in and nothing, nothing much happened. So, um, yeah. I, I like Arthur. For, for what it's worth, I'm just going to... You guys will take the reins of this podcast because you got you guys can you know build a better picture than I can. I'll just I'll just chime in with the players that I've really liked so far. Arthur has really impressed me. He's he was he's the Pjanic of what we wanted Pjanic to be. So I really like his really like his. He doesn't even play like Pjanic. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He just if not at all. I don't think he plays like Pjanic at all. At all. He reminds me, if anything, of like a poor man's Xavi, maybe. You know, yeah, that's that's. It's funny because that. that's that, that that is what Barcelona wanted him to be, and I think they shipped him off, thinking that he didn't really fulfill that potential. But I can see where you might see that, just visually in terms of how he plays. Oh, but 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 yeah, he's like a ball, you know, you know, ball on the ground, lots of touches, lots of passes. You know, he, he moves the center of gravity of the midline of the, of, of the midfield up, but he doesn't, he's, he can't find a pass like the first two, th- two three years of Juventus Pjanic, like the Allegri Pjanic used to do. You know, like that's mm-hmm. not, I don't see that. So if that's what we're looking for him to do, then, you know. I, it's also been a couple of games. I, I think we should. Uh, sure, sure. I mean, to me, there's there's different things to focus on. I think like he he was mediocre, but I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he was great during the Crotone game. I think overall, the biggest thing was, I mean, Bonucci. I mean, we 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 had a diatribe go back and forth for ten minutes in the last podcast about how poor of a defensive player he is. Holy fuck! It's as if you know he, he like he heard me and he's like, "You're right, Gio. Let me show you guys." <laughs> tough start to the season. He's had a very tough start to the season. Obviously, he gave away that penalty to uh, to to Crotone, which see me converted. By the way, that guy haunts me still. I, I I don't know if you guys remember the goal he scored against us. Rovesciata bicycle kick yeah. all'ultimo to 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 beat very us good. a couple of weeks after Ronaldo scored the bicycle kick on us and it was a nicer goal yet in some ways. Oh, uh, you guys you guys can't see us but we're on Zoom. I'll just tell you what kind of Italians I'm surrounded with. One is speaking Italian over here. Giovanni off camera did the chef's kiss. Didn't didn't even think yeah, about it. Yeah, cuz Simi's goal was, was was al bacio. Probably it was really well done. So 
you know, Niger- Nigerian. Nigerian. And he's Nigerian, you know. Yeah, and so, hashtag and SARS. That's right. Shout outs um, to our Nigerian brothers and sisters too, man. This kind of bunch of bullshit. So, so yeah. I mean, look. I'll be honest. Like you know, it's Juventus. We can say that against Rome, Juventus. You know, yeah, clawed one point from that game against Crotone. We dropped two points. And so it's you're not. Two, you're not me. Sorry, you're not the guy who you're not the guy who praises Juve for doing what they could do with that lineup and still getting away with with a point. Fuck no, dude. Definitely like, not. Juventus, definitely not. You know, if you know me, like, it's Crotone, man. Will, it's Crotone. Yeah, hey, I will I know, blast I know. Juventus even if they go beat Crotone six zero and they play like dog shit. So let me just put that out there. The problem is, look, oh my God, like. This defense is still shaky. We can say, oh, maybe it's Bonucci or maybe they were lacking Chiellini or this or that. I don't know. If it's a a personnel issue, you have really good defenders. Figure it out. If it's a matter of when Chiellini is is, uh, healthy, which God knows when that'll be. I mean, at this point, I'll be honest, Chiellini needs to make a decision. Either retire... And, and and go become a manager at Juventus, like a like a like an exec, which is fine. Completely understand. No he's, issues. He's on got my the chops end. for it, right? Or or retire from the Italian national team. You can't do double duty anymore. You can't do national team, and you can't do Juventus if you want to be that guy. There may be a case so, to make there, but that's not going to happen. He's not going to step no, and that's team fine. because he's going. He's going to play at the Euro this summer. He'll be thirty-seven years old almost, but he's still going to be there. He wanted to be there at the last tournament. The tournament is going to go on one way or the other, with or without fans. I, I guess you know, COVID permitting. No, no, no. I, I, I hope I, it does. I, I'm supposed to go to the tournament, just on a personal side I, note. I, but I, I he, he will be there. He will be there, hundred percent. But you're right. You. you're right. You're right. But, you're right. You're right. If you say he's going to be there, be there, hundred percent. I tell you, I don't know. But then Pirlo cannot start him every week. He can't. Not at this. Not at this. And he's not. And he got injured today. And you know, his ass rested against Crotone. So I finally gave Demiral a a debut this season. So here's the problem. We got a big problem coming up because the leaked. You got to give him two more weeks, give or take. But then again, it's a shoulder injury. If old boy feels like he's good to go, let's get ready to rumble, man. Throw that motherfucker in, and then we've got. Uh, you know, maybe Bonucci, uh, or, or you sit Bonucci, and then you put, um, what's his face, Demiral in, and you keep the Ligt in, and you keep Danilo in. Because let me tell you this, Cuadrado, Danilo, and Ramsey have been the three most consistent players in Juventus this season so far. Which maybe, yeah. Well, I don't think anyone's going to challenge you on that. I think that may not necessarily be a good thing. It's good for those players, but I don't know if it's a great look on us all so far but you know we should put a big ass asterisk here that this is very early we've only played three proper games in the league um so yes i know we're on eight points because napoli handed us that 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 nice easy forfeit win a couple of weeks ago by the way listeners who are who are a little disappointed that we that we haven't recorded for a while blame aurelio de laurentis who chose not to send who chose not to send his napoli team up to up to hindsight thank god because I don't know. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll never admit that I'm afraid of Napoli, but let's be honest. They, they look pretty good on the weekend beating Atalanta 4-1 the other day. And uh, we look like we're still kind of getting into it. But I mean, you, you mentioned maybe bringing Bonucci out 
we definitely can't afford to right now, given the personnel that we have, but crazy idea. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're short a couple of center halves right now. Maybe move away from the three back. Um, Giovanni shaking his head. No. And he's going to hate me for saying this because he hates talking about tactics. And he says, it doesn't matter what you play. You could play zero ten or 10, zero, zero, whichever one gets results. I believe that's, that's a paraphrase from our group chat the other day. But I hate the three four one two. I hate it. Am I am I crazy? Am I am I? But why? Am I, because I, like so 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 I don't you know, just in a similar. Now I do have a couple of reasons as to why I hate it, which we'll get into. But in a similar for you know for a sim and maybe this is a garbage a garbage rationale. Um, but just like I said a few weeks ago that I hated Luis Suarez because I don't know I just wanted to punch his face in. There's something about the three four one two that I just fucking hate. I hate the way that Antonio Conte plays it at at at, at Inter. I think it's a I think it. It, it's completely imbalanced. And I think likewise for us, it just feels off. And there are a number of reasons that I think it's off. I don't know if it's the way that Pirlo is playing it or what it is at the crux. But the fact that he's tried Kulusevski and Chiesa now twice as wingbacks, I think is, is, is indicative to me anyway, that he's kind of caught between the two ideas. So I, look, when, when you have an even number of midfielders, uh, the wide players, okay, if you play a four back, excuse me, a four mid, a four flat mid are inevitably going to have to cover the channels. So then the two holding midfielders that you have in the middle are going to have a lot more responsibility than if you have an odd number of midfielders. Now you could come back at me and say that in a four, two, three, you know, a four, two, three, one, you have two holding midfielders, but typically the number 10, the attacking midfielder comes back a little bit, drops in, and you have wingers to support the attacker, to support the one center forward in this formation. If the trequartista, the number 10, drops back into the midfield, which Ramsey tends to do, you don't have any wingers. You have two guys lumped up top. For that reason, I would probably drop one extra, one extra center half out of the three, have a four back, and roll with a three with a with a flat three attacking trident. That's what I would do. Now look, I think it's I think you know Alexandro's uh, injury means uh, a, plays a big role right now, too, man. Thank you, thank you, because you can't do fuck all without a nice left back, and he's the only left back. Like, oh, we got Gianluca Frabrota, or apparently, you know, why not throw throw Federico Chiesa left back at this point, right? Okay, so I mean, did you did did you answer why you don't like the three man back imbalance? Just uneasy. It's imbalanced. I think that I think that it is a formation caught between two ideas. I think it's a formation caught between. But that's what a four-two-three-one wants to be. What a what a three five two wants to be, and what a four three one two wants to be. I don't but, know if that but, makes sense, but I find it I find it doesn't necessarily get the best out of all of them. I think that the best part about a three five two is being the fact that you have an odd number of center midfielders who have different roles between the three of them, with your wing backs running the channels. I think the best part about a four two three one is the fact that much like a four three three, you get pretty equal coverage throughout the pitch, and you know, in a four-three-one-two, I think that works well if you don't want to have wing play and attack, but want to play a very similarly balanced midfield as you would in a four-three-three. I tend look, to think that. Look, anyway, so that's we we can we can we can we can spend one specific podcast just on the various you know iterations of tactics based on formation, right? You know, and 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 again, I don't I, I, I don't dislike I, speaking about. Can tactics. I take a day off for that one? <laughs> I mean, we can. I like. I 
like formation is to me, I enjoy speaking tactics because tactics are, are not necessarily tied to specific formation. I'll tell you why. You can, you've said three, five, two. And I will argue that if I go and we put it, we, we, we put on, on, on a table, right? Flat surface. And I design you Pirlo's three, four, one, two. It's no, it's not, it's, it's just at the end of the day, it's not different than a three, five, two, and except for where the, the guys position themselves and how they move. So I agree. The reason and, I agree. Okay. I just dislike the notion of going with a three back because I think you limit yourself an attack by forcing yourself to play, say, two center forwards. I, I, and he's overcompensating by having Chiesa play a little bit out of position. And he's done quite well the first two games. But, okay. but I disagree. So the reason why, and I, and I, but I do agree with you that right now in the way the Juventus is portraying the, the three-man back, it's caught between two ideals. It's caught between what is in Pirlo's mind that he wants it to do and what is actually happening on the field. They've not really assimilated that. And it, it's, it's, it's resulting in wide open spaces and choppy playmaking because conceptually the reason why you have a three man back is to provide so a, a solid defense, knowing especially the type of defenders that we have, we have a playmaking guy, Bonucci, Chiellini on a good day, he's probably one of the best defenders, top five defenders in Europe, and you have Delete. And then you throw in Demiral, who is, you know, one of the... the he's know, a younger Chiellini. Right. Grinta, yeah. but, but, you know, that, and, and putting a three-man back provides you an opportunity to put three out of four top defenders. What then happens is you need to have somebody that's mobile enough that can do the job of moving forward and providing crosses and then coming back and being solid on defense. That guy is, to me right now, specifically, the only guy that can do that is Alexandro. And when Alexandro is back, I think we're going to see something that's a little bit more in line with what Pirlo's ideal is. But without Alexandro right now, you're seeing Chiesa, you're seeing Cuadrado, and you're seeing Frabotta. And Frabotta, all due respect, he's, he's trying but he has his, he's shown his limitations and he showed it, he showed it against Crotone, which to me, I was a little bit surprised because you would think that he'd be like, screw it, you know, balls to the wall, let's try to get it done. Um, I have to say that I like, so I prefer, I definitely, I think you had asked why is Chiesa on the left and Quadrado Actually, you did the other, not on the right. I think you did the other day in our chat. But no, I fair, do, Chiesa. Yeah, no, I answered to, I answered you and I said Chiesa is on the uh, left. No, no, no. I, because I, I asked a question because that? I saw okay. Chiesa on the left. And I'm oh, like, yeah, you uh, did. Okay, yeah, was, yeah, it, was yeah. it was so, you fired? So, well, well, to, to be fair, yeah. Chiesa is adept on both sides. He is. Oh, I that's, think it's, that's, that's, that's not my issue. My issue is more the fact that he's playing from deep. He, he won't get much of a sniff in at left wing because that's where Cristiano Ronaldo plays. Uh, and so we're in a position right now where it's pretty much between him and Kulusevski to play as a right winger, you would think. But... Given the formation we're playing right now, the fact that he's a little bit more versatile, so so just to, just to, which I'm less a fan of because I don't think he necessarily has the defensive responsibility to, to, to come back and, and play the role as a fullback should. But I also don't think that the formation we're playing right now is the long term solution. All right, so let me let me put let, let us put a finer point on this, like just to finish up this this conversation about the formations. 
which player that has been played out of position so far has impressed you most? For example, like this guy plays left winger or whatever, and uh, now uh, Dan- he played a couple of games. Danilo. Yeah, the, Probably Danilo. Danilo, yeah. Danilo, okay, you, you, you've never seen him as a center back, but he's been doing, he's been doing great, I think. Um, he, but, but to me, like, the thing is, like, it, it, again, it's like... It's only been four games, numbers, man, including he, a Champions these are numbers on a, on a whiteboard, right? These are, these are just names and numbers on a whiteboard. At the end of the day, you're, to me, yes, Ronaldo likes to occupy the front left area, but he's not... His, his feet are not nailed to that position, right? You've seen him move. For example, I, I, like today, I, I was a little bit skeptic with respect to, um, you know, again, to, to Cuadrado being on the left, and I was skeptic with Chiesa on the left. But I realized one thing. Cuadrado's biggest skill is find an area, cross it in. Chiesa's biggest, biggest skill, but it's also his his downfall right now is that once he decides to run with the ball, he runs, he puts his head down and he goes and he's very one dimensional. That is Federico Chiesa. That's Federico Chiesa. And I, I, yeah, and he plays and it's excellent, but he plays himself into trouble sometimes in the box. He plays himself into the box. He plays himself into sometimes to me, 90% of the time. It's four guys on him, four guys on him. And that's what Fiorentina fans were saying. He's a selfish player. I don't think, I think, but I think he's going to, I th- but I think over time, I think it's going to, I think he's going to, because he's so raw, he's so talented and because he's so technically able, a little bit like Douglas Costa was um, in terms of what he offers, how he plays. Um, maybe just a bit more strong, a little bit less pizzazz, a little bit more strength, but because of how technically gifted he is, I think that being in a winning, in a winning setup like Juve, uh, among, you know, Campioni, I think he's going to have to become a little bit more pragmatic. He missed a, a sitter on the doorstep against Poland in the Nations League a couple weeks ago. Like, Ronaldo doesn't miss that. You know what I mean? I think training with Ronaldo this year is going to, you know, turn him into a man. You would hope, you know? Or, or it could turn whatever, him into Benedico Bernadeschi, who's if a mental midget. But if it's, I, if it's um, you know, if it's Ronaldo, if it's Pirlo, if it's Jesus Christ that tells him how to do it, he needs to do one thing. He needs to figure out once he's done his, all his running and his dribbling, if he's going to cross and if he's going to shoot. And he needs to, he needs to know what his decision is before he gets to the box and he plays himself out of position, as you said. I don't care how he does that. He's a professional player. He's getting paid $5 million a year. He got paid $60 million in transfer. Figure, figure it out, kid. Figure it out. Because think about you got, it. you got two things to do. Cross or shoot? Well, what works? What works? Dybala dribbles into the box, and he doesn't dribble himself into trouble very often because he opens his body and he shoots and he scores. Yeah, Keza yeah. has to drive it on goal. I agree. Shots on net, you know? It's it, pe- people in Canada. I don't know how many people I don't know how many people are listening to this in Quebec and Ontario uh, this week, Farhad, but, um, but uh, there's, an old, there's an old ice hockey saying. Well, let's pull it get, up. Get, get pucks deep and get shots on net. It applies, in, it applies in this case, too. Not necessarily universally across the board in football, but if you're Federico Chiesa, you know, it's better to get, you know, to try to drive a chance on goal. And that's what happened today when Alvarito scored his first goal in the Champions League today. We'll get to that. Since we're talking about Chiesa, if, if I may include my, my two cents, um, I love his crosses. And even the corner that you saw today, when he does the corner... Crosses. 
the corner that the the corner that resulted in you know the Kilini kind of being like half a second too late because I I do believe Kilini would have scored but but it's just like the reactions maybe Ronaldo would have gotten there but uh, for what it's worth um, Chiesa's crosses have upped the game a lot his I like that he 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 crosses like he's shooting like a like a free kick where he wants it to dip at the right at the right point. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of trickery um, by the expression on his face, you can see he's not that confident yet, but the, the ability is there uh, not to nerd out, but I, I am like, there's after the, the, the whole reboot, maybe like when Sari started, um, I've really enjoyed watching just individual players at Juve. Unfortunately, Douglas Costa is gone. I really enjoyed when he played. Um, uh, Rabiot, the way he plays, I really love watching his every move. Um, and now Chiesa is definitely one of the players that, that is just like pleasant to the eye. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I throw, I throw Ronaldo and Dybala into that mix too, players that are pleasant to the eye. Well, the, I mean, people who are not that that rated you know what i mean the players who are who are just fun kind of uh behind the scenes making the moves and and you know what ramsey this season for what it's worth four or five games or whatever yeah ramsey i don't know if he's just rambo yeah oh rambo man is killing it maybe playing playing under he has been again he's been one of the he's been dangerous he's a number 10 he's a number 10 it's great and here's the problem he's gonna if i were if i were pierlo and that guy's playing like that I, I, until everybody gets on board tactically and technically with what Pirlo wants to do. Ramsey's not losing that spot because he's the only, 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 only guy that has been consistent and that is fulfilling the role that Pirlo has in his mind and on paper and how it should be played. <laughs> whether whether we like it or not, whether it's a popular choice or not, the guy's fulfilling his job. So, yeah, on mute, good. Sam. Do do you guys want to? Uh... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. If 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 you, I was gonna say, if you need him to do his thing, then if you want to change formations, roll with one that requires a trequartista. Roll the four two three one and have but him be your guy in the hole. You have to. That's that, I mean, three, I mean, four, it, he's so one, two. Three, yes, I understand. Four, one, I understand. That's what he's I, been playing. Yeah, I understand. I'm saying I would, I would keep that rolling. If he, if Alexandro comes back and we decide to revert to a four back, which I am going to keep putting out in the universe, uh, because Alexandro's going to be the left guy in that four. It's we'll going to be Alexandro on the left, and then Chiesa on the right, and then it's going to be Ramsey behind Ronaldo and DiBala, Ronaldo and Morata, Ronaldo and Kulusevski. We need Ramsey to play as a ten. That's it. Whatever the formation yeah. is, he has to play as a 10 because, yeah. because, I mean, we have a sample size of last year. He was average. We have a sample size of this year. And he's been fantastic, and he's been playing in position, right? So sorry, Farhad, you had something to say. I uh, um, you since, there? I talked to you. No, no, no worries. I wanted to get to the, the actual Champions League game. I'm going to throw out a couple of statistics here and there. But before we do, I uh, Googled. I, I'm on trans- transfer market right now. And Alexandre, it doesn't even show an expected return. It has a question mark under it which is like Tremendous. what's what's going on with what's going on with with our with our brazil no, he, he should be back in two weeks like okay, by good. the november break so i mean it is what it is let him let, let him manage you, you you know how key he's going to be like it's 
you know, he's he. We are, it's it's obvious. It's obvious. We need a guy like him, and 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 whether he's going to be effective or not, I we're not going to know until he plays. But let him just manage the next few games. You know, the the big one that you have is Barcelona and Lazio in three weeks. Speaking of your fingers. Um, if you guys listen to us when, when there was just two of us, me and Giovanni, uh, we had a discussion. I remember it was at your old place, which was like two, three years ago. And I brought it up a couple of weeks ago as well. You're really um, throwing it back. Yeah, well, because Giovanni is like an inside joke because Giovanni was trying to sell Alexandro to Guardiola uh, for like a whole season. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, the, and, the, and the figure, like he reminded me how I much he was that. worth. I remember how much Joe, you remember listening to us before you I remember were, that, I remember listening. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I was trying to sell them for like 70 million. I remember <laughs> the offer was eventually what I think, you know, the inflated number was that Guardiola paid for Cancelo, but this was before all these inflated numbers. This was cash money, 70 million. And it was the summer that we were sell, we eventually sold Pogba. And I said to myself, Jesus Christ, like, how fucking dumb do we need to be? Uh, somebody's asking us for a left back with 70 million. I will buy and pay out of my own ticket, to, out of my own money to fly to Turin and accompany Alexandro to Manchester. Alexandro, who would be million without the, me, without, without the Mino cut, without the cut to Mino Raiola. I had, but how much, uh, well, you're basically what, netting the same what, thing. Whatever the commission is, yeah, at the end of the day, it's hard to find good left backs. Sure, I'm saying I'm saying the hundred million. million euro, I'm saying the hundred million yeah. euro sale of Pogba with the Mino cut is like not. It's, it's not the same. Exactly. Not, you know so, what? You know what? I think I might be misremembering that. I think Man United actually paid more than a hundred million in total. It's like one of one of seven. Or I something thought we dumb, netted a hundred million and Mino netted net twenty. Shit. And they paid out like I remember that was a big that was a big talking point. We no the the number that was ascribed because I mean we're a publicly traded company so you need to like be transparent with your books. What we what we I think what we ascribed to the books were like along seventy to seventy five million for the Pogba stuff. Either way, look, imagine if because Pogba now let me tell you he he'd probably jump with me on the same time machine while I go sell Alexander. You bring this up every episode. Viola, yeah. You know, he goes and tells Viola he doesn't want to move because, you know, he's not doing – what, what's his career been, man? He's like the butt of, like, Twitter jokes. Listen. Fuck, I feel I, so I, bad. I mean, he's, he's a World Cup champion. He's, 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 he's got it better than a lot of other players. Let's not have, let's not have too much. Uh, Europa Pope, League. But, but. Yeah, the treble season a couple of years ago. Don't forget under Mourinho, baby. No problem. I have a question for you guys. Um, before we move on to the Champions League, um, we were talking about Crotone. Obviously, we would have won 2-1 if VAR didn't exist, but obviously VAR does exist, and we can agree that VAR is a good thing because you know it draws a line and it draws a line in the sand and says this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is the standard now. Um, but do you think? Do you not think? Let me ask you this. You cannot. You can hypothetically not answer this, Ask or you can question, bro. Just, just straight up, yes or no. Do you think that uh, the rules that it's now enforcing are broken? I think the game is gone. Personally, do you guys agree or not? What? I'm confused. What's the question? Do you think that VAR enforces rules that are fundamentally fucked up now, which we are now seeing how fucked up they are because of VAR, and we see where when the line is drawn in the sand. 
uh, how enforcing them doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm talking about the offside rule specifically. I think the offside rule right now is completely, I mean, it doesn't make any sense because the spirit of the rule, the spirit of the rule, I mean, did you, you, do you have a, do you have a comment or you, you want me to go off of my tangent here? No, no, do your thing. I, I, like, I want to see where it's, where it's, where it leads. Okay, look, look. The spirit of the offside rule. So, so obviously, Morata would have had a brace. We would have won the game 2-1 if his goal wasn't ruled out by VAR. And again, if, if, if you want to tell me that you're okay with goals being ruled out when a player is deemed to be a millimeter offside based on this arbitrary image of when a player allegedly passed the ball, so that's the freeze frame you want to go with. You're going to tell me that a player is a millimeter offside, and that's, you know, that's, you know, as a result, the goal should be called off. Okay, fine. I don't think that it makes sense to call goals off that are that tight. And here's why. Because I think the whole point of the offside rule, the spirit of the rule, was to prevent players from camping out in front of a goal and it was to prevent players from failing to beat the offside trap and getting away with it. So when you're Alvaro Morata and your shoulder is offside, or if you want to look at the game in England the other day, the Merseyside Derby between Liverpool and Everton, Liverpool got a late winner, which was even more absurdly ruled off offside. When you're calling goals off, like because a shoulder is offside, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Because at that point, a player is making a he's making a concerted effort to stay onside, and his feet, in a lot of cases, are even staying onside. I would submit to you that it makes more sense if, as long as one limb or one foot is onside or behind the line of defense, then I think it makes more sense. Because then what you wind up happening is, but then what you wind up happening is fewer calls where players to the naked eye look exactly in line with the line of defense being ruled off. For offside, um, I think um, should be, I think I think our our podcast is kind of like we're we're on a tighter schedule today. That's a really good question to throw out there because we do want to involve you guys, and if you guys want to write to us, um, oh get yeah get at us then because to, to, I'm losing my mind po- over this. Giants podcast at gmail.com or at Juve podcast on on Twitter. Everywhere you can you can um, get at us. Let us know because. It's 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 kind of ruining the game, but then you wanted that, and now. But anyways, my opinion, and again, it's the time to remind people listening that I don't know shit, so I'm like furthest from the expert. I'm just a fan, um, and I think they should enforce the rules like they do in American football, where some things are reviewable and some things are not. Yeah, um, uh, like a scoring goal, uh, like a scoring play is is reviewable, something like that. That's, that's already that's, in place. That's, what, that's exactly what the rules that, are. That's but what the rule is. That VAR as a unified use across Europe, UEFA and the top five leagues has only been around for a couple of years. And so well, think- just like with the NFL, which has had instant replay reviews for what, 10, 12, 15 years, it will evolve and it's going to adjust till it finds something that's never going to be perfect because there are no perfect systems in the world, physics. You're going to find something that's going to be just right. So, so you, know, you know what I think is going to change is not VAR itself, but I think the rules will be forced to change because of it. So I think the offside rule has to change. I think it has to change, you know, by way of IFAB. I think they need to review it and say, we're going to amend the fact that no part of the player can be offside. And what, what I think they should do, what I think makes more I sense is that a part of the player I, needs to be onside. 
That's I don't understand. I, I don't know specifically what the I-5 rules on offside are. I It seems from a few instances that I've seen that if there is an intent to move and so it looks like the player has made a move early, then it's more or less a judgment call. But say, for example, a player's feet is and body is in line with the defender, but an arm is sticking out and it's technically offside. That's not offside. That's it's, but, it's, but it's absurd. You guys all saw, listeners, you guys all watched the game the other day. Morata it was, was offside. Hard. Come on. How, how offside? How? How is offside? But, it, but, but then the, the rules are there. I, yeah, but yeah, but, I, but then the but then the rule is broken. The rule is broken. If you're gonna look at that and tell me that that is offside, it doesn't sure. make any goddamn I, sense. Look, I, that's my that's know. my issue. I was furious about it because but you know what? It's been it's been building for a while. Had Crotone scored, had Crotone scored, and had it been ruled back, I would have said, okay, you know, shit, I'll take it. But my god, I'd be pissed if I was Crotone because it was a fair go- like you know, it, it, it's it's not like the forward. In this case, Morata was in a more advantageous position because of where his footing was. That's, no, but you know, you know, if you're looking at the rule, the 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 you know the letter of the law, it's 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 offside. It, it's whether it's offside by one foot or one pinky toe of the foot, it's a different story. But you know, anyways, right. champion, Champions right. League, the champions. All right, so let's talk about. Apparently, I'm looking at whoscored.com, and apparently in Champions League, you can only make four substitutions. We had Demerol come out. Unfortunately, we need to mention Kelini's injury. I think you already talked about how he, how he needs to just, yeah, it's the, you, can't get, you, can't, you can't get injured so many times in such a little nah, time. No, man, like just forget about Especially the way he plays, too. Sit down. Do you, do yeah. you, or, or just, Close it out. Just duke it out for this year, and then that's it. Then you know you certainly, do your, 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 your European Championship, and then that's it. Yeah, certainly not starting in the Champions League because thank God we have Demiral and who played really well. And um, uh, man of the match here, Morata with two obviously two goals, three goals in three games. Um, Morata, we I don't Should think we mentioned. When, I don't think yeah, goals. no, I don't think we mentioned when he actually returned. Well, we did mention. Alvarito, you know. We were Alvarito. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's he's working his ass off. Um, the, a couple of couple of maybe useless stats. Total shots. Uh, surprisingly, Dinamo actually had more shots, eleven to ten. Possession was forty-seven to fifty-three in Juve side. Uh, pass success, eighty-seven percent. Juve, eighty-five percent. Dinamo. They kept up. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. They're a good team. They're a good young team. They're a good team. The Ukrainian um, national team has a very good program right now. They have a lot of very solid youth teams. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, you know, internationally, shout, no joke. Shout, shout out no to And- Andri, my my Ukrainian brother. I have I have many Ukrainian friends. Um, so he he was saying that Luchesko, right? The 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 coach. He moved yeah. from Shakhtar, and there was a lot of bullshit. And he said, "Listen, if you don't want me as a coach, I'll I'll get out." And like this whole rivalry between Shakhtar and Dynamo. It was it was weighing in on him, and people didn't want him. So they convinced. He's a pretty well established coach too. Yeah, oh my God, he's, he's amazing. He's well. seventy five yeah. years old, man. Seventy five. Rom- Romanian guy. We actually have a, we have a pretty large Ukrainian and a pretty large Romanian community up in Montreal. So he's uh, uh, he's 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 actually pretty well regarded. So yeah, he, he's 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 brought a lot of. I mean, look at these dudes. Were like eighteen. Their center back is like eighteen years old. 
So again, yeah, no, 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 no slouches, but yeah, you got to, you got, you got to give us the upper hand. All of nothing to sneeze at. I, I, I can't wait to, for them to play Barca because Barca is, you know, obviously kind of weakened right now. And I do think that with this game, they know, are playing a lot of young players as well, though. To 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 their credit, uh, bro, Barcelona right. put five against Ferencvaros. Not saying that Ferencvaros is, uh, you know, Bayern Munich, but. I I I I don't know. The the game I watched today from Juventus again, I still saw less issues than the Crotona game. Mm-hmm. But maybe there were less issues defensively. Like I can I can say that. But we 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 still need we only saw I I want to say we saw it in the in the first goal of Morata that the idea of you know, of, of Pirlo's attacking football because all the, all the five big players up front had a hand in it, had a hand in, in I love I love that you game. mentioned. Keza, Ramzi, Kuluzewski, and then Morata. He loves heel, the doorstep. Heel, the, the, back, the back pass heel, uh, so Ramzi to Shaw from Kuluzewski and the tap in from Murata. All perfect. But that's, 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 one, that's one occasion in, in, in 90 minutes. Then you had you know, the cross from Quadrado from Murata towards the end. But I don't know, man. We need to do something better in terms of playmaking. It's, it's, it's very choppy. You add an extra midfielder. Choppy. You add an extra midfielder. You, you roll with an odd number of midfielders. Boom. That's it. That is full circle for you, son. <laughs> but you know, yeah. um, there, there, there's something. There's something about Champions League football, though, isn't there? Like, just in terms of the energy, the way that it feels like more free flowing football, especially when you get to the knockout rounds. But I don't know. It was refreshing today. It finally felt like we woke up today. I felt like I woke up as a fan. I felt like you know what, everything's gonna be okay. Well, let's we one, but because we 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 I don't know. It, 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 they we. We played, we really, played good really creatively in attack, and it made me feel a certain way. I don't know, that I haven't felt yet in the past month. So, Yeah, um, no, totally. Absolutely. I wanted to bring that up as well. Um, watching this Juve just seems like it's exciting. Seems like it's fun. It's different. There's mistakes. But at least, like, fans who can see, who can read between the lines, they know that with this mistake, there was an idea there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it feels good to watch... Pirlo try to do different things and involve different players. I've I've really enjoyed watching. Like I'm not as upset about the one-one against Crotone. I know well, if we win the next two weeks, it won't matter, right? But but like just watching yeah. this Juve evolve has been such a fun fun way to watch Juve as a as a Juve fan, as opposed to like we were expecting Sari and just got major blue balls. Or like first game, second game, third game. Where's Saribol? Blah blah blah. Just go back and read read the tweets of the games. It's and we never got to see that. But seeing Pirlo, bam, you know, first game. Pirlo has the advantage of being a familiar face to Juve, of being a familiar, pleasurable face of the one of the guys that brought the first Cubetto after Calciopoli, that brought the first Champions League final. Of being being the Milan guy that was reborn at Juventus. And then he carries himself better than Sarri. He is honestly a low-cost choice financially. And he's got the full backing of Agnelli. 
it is easy for us to be more patient with him. And and you have to again, and, and and again, he's he's a, he's a rookie coach. This is what his fifth game coached. Let's not forget that. And he has a really really revamped younger team. So overall, we all need to be patient. That being said, where is the balancing act as fans and as you know Juventus club executives where? It's okay, Pirlo, it, we're starting to see something happen with Pirlo and therefore we're going to give him more time regardless of the results that the club obtains. And where is it? where is that fine line where we're just projecting our feelings of, you know, the superstar player onto a coach that maybe is not that much of a superstar. And this is something that we're going to have to discover in the next few weeks. Yeah, so, a lot's going to be revealed in the next few weeks, for sure. Um, but, like, right off the bat, I mean, compare Chiesa's first couple of games. I mean, I know he, he got that really soft red card in his first match, but yeah, provided a lot of energy against Crotone and provided a lot of energy today. So compare his first couple of games to Federico Bernardeschi's a few years ago. Both of them came over from Fiorentina as 23-year-old right-wingers. Um, you know, compare, their first, compare his first couple of games compared to Chiesa's first couple of games. There's no comparable. So far, can we, can we just Kesa, like mention Kesa that has looked much more confident than Bernardeschi did? So, uh, oh yeah, because I'm pretty sure Bernardeschi when he, I think he scored on his debut. Bernardeschi's first game, Bernardeschi's first game, was at the Stadio Olimpico in the Supercoppa Italiana against Lazio. He came on as a second half sub. I was at the game, and he, no, yeah, he crumbled. And he crumbled. He crumbled. Under the pressure of that first game, came in as a right winger and signaled to Douglas Costa, switch sides with me. I want to, I want to go play on the left. And the fans in the stadium were losing their minds, already booing him. And I feel like since then, I feel like I, mm. I feel like I saw his, 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 his innocence get broken. And since then, I feel. Like I mean, that was his very first game on. Let's not exaggerate. Let's not exaggerate. You know, I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to speak in too much hyperbole here. I'm not. I don't mean to be overly poetic, but I mean, Chiesa impressed me. Is the point? I was afraid yeah, I, he might crumble a little sure. bit, like Bernardeschi did. So far, he hasn't. Been two fucking games, but you know, kudos Actually, to him. A lot of people say that it's a soft red card. I I think it was a. I mean, he, he he didn't mean it, but it was like a half a stump, you know, like it's... Ah, it's a stump, I, but it doesn't, there's no, you know, sometimes you got to look at everything. I think I, I agree with whoever said it was a soft red card. Uh, it, was, uh, it was, sorry, it was a harsh red yeah. card. Yeah, yes, that's what I mean. It was a little bit too harsh. So, um, you know, it is what of, it is. You got a red card. Okay, you know. I feel like today when when Cuadrado got a yellow card when he fell awkwardly, I don't think that was malice at all. I think no, he I think slipped. Then, I think uh, yeah, he slipped and just his knee just happened to hit the guy and yeah, he lifted his foot because he didn't want to blast his leg. Yeah, so yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But but the two yellows I want to discuss: Bentancur. I'm not digging the whole yellow cards every game vibe. You're not Montero. You, these these half of these fouls, half of these yellow cards that. Bentancur gets are are needless as was Demerol's yeah, yellow card poor. attack. Yeah, Demerol in in the opponent's half by the by the uh, by the box attacking the guy the behind. Box, yeah. It's yeah. lack of discipline from both of them. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. Sorry, so, sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. No, it's just lack of discipline for both of them. And Bentancur should know more. The Demerol I can maybe forget because that's it's his who nature. he is. I was gonna say it's who, who he is. Bulldog. 
but but although he's fucking stupid for it, let's 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 <laughs> you know uh, let's call it a spade a spade. That was dumb, and he shouldn't do it. He's if he wants to start taking over as a starter for Juventus, you gotta quit that shit. Um, Bentancur, he should know better. He's made, I agree with Farhad. He's he's gotten a few yellows that have been very very completely in poor just, judgment. In I opinion. noticed I noticed that I suspect it's because he has very little cover and because he only has one holder with him. That's what I think. I think you tend it's, to see that. It's still unnecessary, well. like perhaps, to me. perhaps, but but it's 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 a consequence of 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 the you know of 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 the space he has to cover. Listen, I love I love a good harsh foul that you kind of get away with with a yellow. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of fans. I'm a fan of players who embrace that red card personality. But if it's if it's Sergio Ramos, if, if it's if exactly if it's pretty, if it looks good, and you look like and you come out of bad, like a badass afterwards. But if you're like, you know, like it's needless foul when you attack the guy from the back. Yeah, thank you. Out of position. It was. It was. It was not. It was. Eh, it was ne- unnecessary. Um, let me just say something about Kuluzewski. I feel like I'm gonna call him. I'm going to call him a cool name. So far, all I have is a problem. I feel like every time this guy has the ball and it will only get better with age, the defenders don't know what's going to happen. For example, his, his um, heel flick today, a la Del Piero in the, in the Champions League final. For Oof. example, his, his first goal in his first game, which was from underneath the defender, tucked it in without even like giving it a lot of power. Uh, I feel like the shot that that the the Dynamo Kiev goalie uh, terribly deflected in the path of Morata. I feel like that shot was this guy's like the Swiss Army knife or or Swedish Army knife. Let's call him. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're going to see a lot of a lot of moves from Kuluzevsky. The kid is just a bad motherfucker, man. Problem. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think the. I think the issue with him is the fact that he's I, – I, I don't think Pirlo has figured out the best way to really make his qualities shine. But as you brought up, he's very versatile and he looks for work. The problem is, I think and, – and this might have been due to the way that Parma played last year. He's, his best qualities come when he's, he's – He's got space to run, and he's, the where where he's playing now, he doesn't have that much space to run. So he might need to evolve his game and change it up to address this this shortcoming and the short field. No pun intended, but yeah, I think I think he's good. I think he's good, and I think well, until Dybala figures himself out and kind of gets his like game game time legs back, Kuluzewski is going to be the guy that's going to bring that spark of creativity together let's, with Rams. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, real quick, Farhad, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you that Alvarito scored Alvarito? Uh, two goals I'm today so- in the Champions League? <laughs> hey, so don't, and don't give a dumb answer like when I ask you guys from a score, from a, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10 how bad Bonucci is on defense because that was a, <laughs> oh my God. I actually re-listened to that segment and I'm like, where there, was I? Like, there's was so this... many ways you could go with that. <laughs> oh, uh, that, 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 that was a loaded question. Just one attack. How, how happy are you? How happy are you? Oh, I'm me. I mean, come on. Both of you. Uh, Both of you. Whoever. I, I'm so happy for him because I see a lot of uh, a lot of work. Um, 
a lot of work rate going on all over I love how play. emotional he is he's he's uh he truly enjoys what he's what he's doing at the moment i know uh, a slump is going to come we're not going to get a goal or two a game from him but you know what couldn't ask for a better better debut i love the guy i love how you know this is good Absolutely. Get, getting them out of his system right now is really good. And the Juventini yeah. are really happy about it. They're, 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 they're back in love with him already. I think, you know, not that we ever fell out of love with him, but he's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, um, what's that, what's like he's that back. celebration? I'm really happy about what's it. What's that celebration when he locks his arms, locks his fingers? Am I missing something? I'm missing, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm missing it too. I have no idea. It's yep. two, two halves of one heart, him and his lady. Is that really yeah, it? I don't fucking know. I just made that <laughs> up, but that's it, an educated <laughs> guess. Um, and let, let's as, also- far as, as far as celebrations go, as celebrations go, and I'm a huge fan of like around around soccer activities and stuff that has like like a lot of people concentrate on the tactics and all that. I love like exploring the 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 life of the game, and I feel like as a celebration, there's like locking your fingers is kind of lame. Uh, even even the Vidal heart, I was never a fan of that. I feel like the celebration should just like should make you want to rip your shirt off as well. Like you know what happened to the Ravanelli putting putting his shirt over his over his head? That was just so badass. What happened to the now, airplane airplane celebrations? Like like Ronaldo came up with a perfect celebration that gets you pumped. You know there's going to be a crescendo. You know there's going to be a noise. Everyone, <laughs> I have a take here. Dybala's mask gets you fired up like that, even though it's really subtle. Uh, when, when, he does, when he does it, no, no, no. Hey, because sometimes he does it really calmly like a badass, like a fucking cold, like a cold-blooded killer. He'll score a goal, a huge goal. And what does he do? He doesn't yell. He just, he just, I, he just, he just fucking puts the mask to his face like a, like a cold sociopath, man. Uh, like, it's what, like it's his nature to just fucking score goals and break the hearts of opponents. And he'll just run with the mask. And say, what are you gonna do about it? I don't know. I, I, if I, if I, fires, I know, it fires me up. All I know, you is guys that, are dorks. <laughs> you guys all I know is that fucking dorks. My yeah. two kids, my two kids, when Dybala <laughs> scores, they run around with a mask on. You know, and it's that's like, great though. It works. Ah, you'll, you'll your kids, your kids are enjoying it. Yeah, oh we're God, talking man. about like, the kids <laughs> love Dybala because he looks so young too. I mean, he looks yeah. like he's one of them. Um, uh, by the yeah. by the way, shout out shout out to the Ukrainians for for not giving a fuck about COVID. Like you gotta almost like <laughs> I saw your slow tweet. Cla- <laughs> slow clap. You gotta respect. You gotta like. You gotta give him a you gotta give him a quick nod of respect yeah. just to say you know what like well, whatever you whatever you may think your duty is as a as a citizen and how we should behave collectively as a society about COVID you gotta respect the 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 the, the hard the hard um the, the un, unwavering following of of what they of whatever it is yeah. that they think is is right and they don't but, want. But, Anyone to tell them what to do? Fuck it. We'll send 20,000 people to a stadium. What, 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 what do you do about it? I, do, I don't care. We go to, we go yeah. to the stadium. Well, well I, talked to my, I talked to my boy. He's, he's like, the people are just sick over there. You got to understand, man. If you're quarantining in Italy or, or if you're quarantining... They're sick all over the world, bro. I know. Like, even in Italy. I love no, no, no. seeing like the, the handful of Italians that, that, that went to Torino 
or I'm assuming they were Italian. I, I really don't know, but I, there looked to be like a little away section and, and people just not social distancing, just like jumping on top of each other when Alvarito scored his second goal. Alvarito? No, those, those, a lot of those were Ukrainian because if you see, yeah, the they're Ukrainian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a dude on Reddit. I don't know if he's listening, but he, he had his whole, you know, insignia laid out what he's going to wear. He said that I went to the game awesome. when they played, when they played Juve in 1999 and, you know, ever since then he's become a fan. And so he couldn't wait to go. Uh, but I feel like as long as you're just being safe and as long as you know that, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I dug the atmosphere. I, I, I just love having fans in the stands. It was, it was I, because I, it reminds us of times before COVID. It is what it is, guys. I mean, it's going to be here for another while, but life, life will go on after COVID. So it's everybody just fucking stay safe, do your thing. Don't get your grandma sick. Don't be an asshole, and you know life. Goes call your grand. Call your call your grandmother if you're listening to this. She's lonely. Give her a call. Yeah, I mean, if, if oh. we're if we're taking a minute to do a little um, public announcement, I feel like, guys, this 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 ain't over. Believe me, I work at the hospital. It is this ain't over. Um, so yeah, like if if you put on when you put a mask on. Just think about the the vulnerable. Don't think about that you're doing it for yourself. Think about that you're 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 protecting a lot of people out there who who have families. Every time you put a mask on, think that you're Dybala. And that's, that's right. Be the Dybala of go. COVID. Exactly. Joe, Joe, do we have questions? We do have questions. So. Do we do we want to start capping it or do we want to do we want to do we want to always go through all of them? I, I think we should. We, we uh, start well, if them. they're good enough. The, you know, I feel like the some left, of them. Some of them are quick. Others are like, what do you? Others, you know. Yeah, some of the is, questions should definitely require one sentence answers. I feel like, yeah. and I don't think people will get mad. I, I think that's just like if that's the answer. That's no, the answer. and and I'm I myself. I've said that if I don't answer, if the if the if the questions are not answered on the podcast, I answer them myself. Independent. Yeah, you're you're really I, nice. With no, 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 like no I was, stone unturned. I was I was streaming the game from my phone and I couldn't like couldn't go on Twitter and Giovanni's like text messages after text message hey dude can you retweet my my question because he was <laughs> text messages not text messages hyperbole just dude, building I, up shit I was I just like dude get it I out like, I have like what two hundred maybe one one hundred really? you've got yeah. like seventeen thousand what's that it's baller anyways um, yeah. Okay. Our, okay. First, go ahead. But, but sorry, before we move on, I feel like we should at least do a little review of the goals. Um, I know we mentioned the the the, the coolest. We've already shot. talked about the first one. Uh, I know. So I I love the fact that we we have a we have a quote unquote poacher. The guy was just standing and just you know, kept the perfect line outside and, and Morata just pounced on it. And then his, his run that. was flawless. His run was flawless for the second. And I love that. Oh, the second, the second goal was great. That, 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 you know, the sense that he, that he had to put the goal kind of the ball under the keeper, as opposed to straight at him. That's just, that's just experience. While Ronaldo is taking yeah. care of COVID We've got Morata, and he's doing well. And I think it helps that Ronaldo isn't on the pitch with Morata because I think they cover the same area. And they have a similar, obviously, with, with, the, with the right differences, a similar style of play. That being said, 
you know, I, I, I've seen an evolution. And, and to me, Morata is a very temperamental player. He's, he's to, I, I think it helps that he's somewhere where he was loved and we, he did well and where he mm-hmm. feels comfortable. Yes. So I think we're going to see the best of him so long as he stays fit and so long as he stays hungry and focused and he doesn't let, you know, bullshit come, you know, kind of cloud his, cloud his mind, right? So that's what I got to say about Murata. Go excellent, excellent playing both games. I think, again, Crotone, I think he was man of the match today. Same thing. So hopefully we'll see it the next three weeks too. Cristiano looks terrible, by the way. Uh, he's uh, he, he he looks awful uh, in in his COVID state right now. Definitely don't check out what he's posted on Instagram. You you, you it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's ugly. You don't want to see it. He looks terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> just don't you go. Always haven't seen it. Don't worry about it. Just check just, it out. Just, just 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 yeah. Just, just spare your, spare your, spare yourself spare yourself the no, no. spare yourself the trauma and don't che- go. On che- the- yeah, check check his Instagram know. while I go through the questions. All right, Arthur Braga. This is this with is a question. So, um, you know, long time listener. It sounds like and long time question submitter. So first and foremost, all right. <laughs> your opinion. Uh, okay, your opinion on players being tested out of their non-conventional spots. Okay, wants to know my opinion on that. And personally, I think that without a preseason, if tests need to be run, now is the time to do so. Keep the good job, guys. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Arthur. I think we didn't have a preseason. So Arthur and... wrote to us. Yeah. No, not not <laughs> Arthur Mello. Come on, man. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I agree. This is the time for the this is the time to test out and try things out. It's not ideal. Obviously we are impatient and we want to see Juve roll people by five goals, four goals, six goals. Um, but it's the time for, for Pirlo to do those experiments. But again, it's going to be a balance between trying to test people out, even a little bit out of position to see what their range is and bringing home the bringing home the bacon but you know the time's now all right next question from Niket should Bonucci be benched because his defending has not been up to yes. any measurable standard not right now um, no not, not right now because if Kellini had not been injured I'd say yes in next next week we start Danilo Demiral and Kellini. But Bonucci's got to stay, and don't I think guys, Bonucci's also you... staying because the because he's he's that like you know backline playmaker, and that's the only thing that he plays. At, he plays at the heart of the he plays at the heart of the three also, which Demiral probably can't do as well as him. And no, but Kilini could. Ah, or, or and Delict for sure could. Delict. Yeah, you guys are you guys oh, are yes. forgetting my song over So here. to me, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's be honest. Let's say let's say everybody's available. If everybody's available and Bonucci still plays like dog shit on defense, it's gonna be Danilo or De, or Demiral, Delit and Kilini. That's it. So, anyways, um, next question. Should we name this this, um, this segment? I mean, it's gotta have a snappy name, man. Since you're doing the Let's figure it out once we get through this uh, by, for the next podcast. Uh, I'll like leave it, it up to you guys. All right. All right. So, 
El Chepe with the next question. After his injury tonight, do you think Pirlo should make Chiellini and oh should bench? I would think he I think he might bench Chiellini and avoid him for big games. Um no, because when Chiellini's healthy, he's still the best defender we have. You know, Delict is almost there, but no, when you know you you're going to have to measure his use, but definitely you're not saving him. Uh, when there's a big game. If anything, don't let him play against the Crotone, the Veronas, even some of these, some of these like more iffy games where you know you can still kind of like play without him, but definitely if he's available in Champions League, you want to win the Champions League. Okay. All right. Next question by DECJ. Um, I know this is just the early phases of the Pirlo era, but is there any identity struggling with Crotone, and now with this young team in Dinamo Kiev, this is the same example that we used to criticize Sarri for. Anyway, this sucks. Um, and he follows it up with my reason is, is that there is nothing to get encouraged for. Still relying on individual brilliance. Um, I think we can get we kind of covered it a little bit. At least I brought it up. I, I like the that- I like the questions that also include their own answers. So if you guys have a question, just ask the question. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this too. We get to the questions at the end, and a lot of the time, because we've gone through a whole podcast, we end up already having discussed some of the things that people are asking about. Oh, no, and, and, and that's fine. And again, we're just going to touch, kind of just close it out. I mean, is this anyway. kind of like the situation with Sari? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. But it's only been five games. We got to give him time. But it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, it's a. It's a tightrope walk that Pirlo is walking, but it's one that we are, we ourselves as fans also need to walk. You know, are we looking at this with the full context and clear eyes, or are we looking at it when with the fact that like this is Pirlo and he's a Juve legend, et cetera, et cetera? Um, we're just going to have to deal and we're just going to have to see as the season progresses. I, I've seen, I've seen flashes of what that, what, Pirlo's Juve could be, but it's still not there. I still say we give it time. Um, and I think we are at the last question. Is this team lacking some finesse, especially when Dybala and Arthur are not on the pitch? Again, I, I'll, I'll take it back to to the playmaking that's that's really choppy and you know Sam is saying throwing an extra midfielder in the middle and that could have been the solution but I don't I don't, I don't know who that midfielder is if we had gone instead of getting Chiesa and gotten Locatelli I could have been like yeah well, let's put Locatelli in the middle with Bentancur and whoever else definitely but you know you've got Chiesa so you're 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 you're, you've got wings, and you got to fly on those wings. And I think that's but it's, Pirlo is going that way. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a lacking finesse. It's it's not preposterous to you know suggest that Bentancur, Arthur, and Rabiot could play together, or McKenny instead of one of those guys because those three are probably a but little bit more. None of them are playmakers. Mind. You know what I mean? Like they well, all, Arthur, Arthur, like, Arthur is. Arthur they're is. all ball carriers. Oh well, that's the, for Arthur, that reason. Arthur, I would have liked Awar or or Locatelli hundred percent. Okay. I would have liked them. The, you know, can we agree I hear that you, the transfer but, is over. Yeah. Right? So these are preferences that we we should have we we would have liked. Transfer season is over. We're going to talk about it and sometime in December. 
But right now, I don't see it within the roster of midfielders somebody that fills that position. Unless you tell, unless unless you go tell Ramsey, drop your ass back about fifteen yards, and um, you know, ch- ch- change the scope of work a little bit. If maybe, it's anyone, if it's anyone maybe, to talk maybe, to, I mean, you're, yeah. Look, you're, you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me that reminds you of Xavi and that he's not a playmaker. I mean, come on, he he could be the guy of the of the. Maybe five central midfielders we have right now that are maybe playing in a three. Maybe, maybe if but, he evolves to that, but he's he, at this at this moment he's more of a uh, of a of a of a of a box to box. You know exactly. Yeah. You know, he's more of a mezzala that that a, you know old link. Spanish style. You know. Yeah. 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 I hear Anyways, you. but yeah, those are the questions. So the segment yet unnamed is over. Thank you, listeners, for getting at us. With, uh, with all those questions, man. I mean, they're, they're such good questions that we wind up answering. Like I said, we wind up answering some of them we don't before we even intend to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, great question, guys. Uh, great questions. Um, here's a couple of things I wanted to mention before we go. Uh, Turin Giants apparel or Turin Giants clothing, whatever you guys want to call it. I am oh, working on a new drop. Oh, yeah. Sam knows, man. Sam and Giovanni know what's coming. Let me give you a hint. It's going to drop. November 9th. That's all you're going to need to know. Um, yeah, some, some, some good merchandise coming. There's still um, Il Principino shirts remaining, TurinGiants.com. I will send you a free sticker if you mention the podcast. Stickers are dope as fuck too. Um, second thing I wanted to mention is, let me remember it because I already forgot. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about starting a Patreon page. If you guys want a little more in-depth um, involvement in the Turin Giants podcast, listen, we're not going to charge you much. If it's going to be $3, $3 a month, that's the most we're going to go. Maybe we'll have like a second tier membership. We will still have the free podcasts for you guys, but we should at least try to, to, uh, to do like an extra, maybe one, one host a month that, that you'll have to pay those $3 for. And we'll try to make it worth it for you guys. I already have one person lined up and, um, he runs something that rhymes with Shmaran Shmimentus. So that's, uh, uh, around Turin, actually, I should say it's not Juventus anymore. But yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think about a Patreon page. Which, which if you guys don't know, it's it's like a subscription service that you get additional perks. You can yeah, hey, we can do a Q and A with Giovanni for like an hour. If you guys, if if you Juve nerds out there, and Sam can join as well, uh, I can organize that. If you if you think that's worth your three dollars to spend some alone time with our with our chocolate warrior i'm i'm so down and um yeah let us know what you guys or think you, about are you are you, you yeah or or you could see if you can answer one of my really long-winded questions if you can keep up i mean possibilities are endless if you, if you're willing be like a challenge i'd be like a challenge if you're willing to chip in a couple of dollars why we can we can certainly come up with fun things and you know what when the games are back when people are back at the stadium we can we can send you with your own um, if you want to take videos for us, if you want to do a little commentary, if you want to uh, listen, man, just, just throwing it out there. If, if, if listeners do want a little extra, some, some, let us know. 
Yeah, the, the possibilities are endless. And uh, listener, don't feel don't feel too bad if you didn't understand what it was that Farhad was trying to hint before when he said uh, that the person uh, that has already agreed to help us out with this rhymes with whatever the hell he said. I didn't understand it either. So, uh, ar- uh, around Turin, um, I've been talking to Maurizio. He is down to sh- to show up and answer your questions for an hour. If you think that's worth a um, couple of dollars, let us know. And but it might be worth clarifying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's something we've been we've been thinking about. And I think that'll be it. You guys, it was so fun to be back. You Alrighty. guys are awesome. And thank you for your uh for your questions in such short notice. Uh Giovanni, love you, brother. Sam, love you, bro. Oh, thank you. Somebody's gonna go. All right. Forza Juve. Forza Juve. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>